This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Everybody, we're ready with all the coronas we could find. <laughs> Although yours looks more exciting than mine. <laughs> yeah, too bad I don't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> for the for people listening at home and not watching us on the Facebook Live, uh, Rebecca has a Corona Extra in her, and does it have the lime? Is there a lime? Uh, oh yes. Well, I couldn't find limes, but uh, have a lemon. <laughs> um, Plenty of lemons. That's so funny. lemons will work. <laughs> I have the Corona. I have the Corona ointment because I didn't get out to get a Corona today, and I don't drink beer, so I have the ointment right here. Do you think Corona's happy that their name is on uh, the oh world? Oh my god! News now? This is like free advertising. You know they love it. <laughs> they have a meme, something about uh, Corona didn't want to have their their name associated with coronavirus, so they change it to Ebola extra. <laughs> Do you think that? Um, do you actually think that the ointment will help with the coronavirus? Do you think uh, it will probably make you feel better about yourself? <laughs> they had something uh, over in Iran. The imam was telling people to rub essential oils on their body parts, and that was supposedly going to stop you from the coronavirus. <laughs> Apparently, it didn't work too well for them. Well, we're just going to wait one minute here, everybody that's joining us, for more to join us live. We have about 25 on there now. Uh, if you want to comment, we will be able to see the comments, but we won't see your name. But if you want to ask questions or things you're concerned about or tell us about something that's closed or, you know, happened in your area. Oh, I see the names now. They fixed it. Do you see? Yeah. Hey, do you see comments? Yeah. I Jill? can see comments. Jill? Hey, Jill. Oh, wow. They, they didn't. That didn't work before. Yay. All right, good. Well, take everything I just said back. This is also being put out on the Horses in the Morning feed tonight, maybe, if I don't get too sleepy, or tomorrow morning. We have to be done by 9 o'clock because the president is going to supersede us at uh, 9 o'clock with a live address. So... Let's get started with who I am. I'm Glenn Geek, founder of the Horse Radio Network. Most of you know me if you're watching this. I've been doing this 12 years. We've just done 10,000 episodes, Rebecca. We passed that. I on the, saw that. Isn't it's that crazy? So awesome. That's just crazy. And uh, I also was known as Hurricane Glenn because uh, I provided a little <laughs> levity and coverage of the hurricane during the WAG. And uh, we had one night where those po posts were shared 2,000 times. It's crazy. So should I be virus Glenn now? Which sounds terrible, actually, when you say. Uh, I'm not sure you want to be known no. for that one. Corona Glenn? <laughs> that might be better. <laughs> corona Glenn. Yeah. Okay. Have your Corona. <laughs> I see you are well stocked back there. By the way, introduce yourself and then we'll talk about our props. <laughs> okay. I am Dr. Rebecca he Jimenez Houston, and I am a support firefighter here in Georgia at the City of Gray Fire Department. And I'm also a public information officer. So... I'm actually trained to talk to people about some of these kinds of things from the fire service perspective, um, but I'm also a horse owner and I teach technical large animal emergency rescue around the world to anybody that'll listen about how to stay safe with animals in mud holes, trailer wrecks, and those kind of things. So. Actually, she's being modest. We call her the queen of emergency preparedness for equines. She is the queen of that. So we're glad to have you on our first night of coverage here. Let me explain what's going to happen. I will be do doing morning posts with updates on horses in the morning and the Horse Radio Network. Yes, you might see a little of levity. All of you saw during the hurricane coverage. I think some humor might be appropriate at this time. Um, and also respectful humor, let's put it that way. So that will be posted on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page and also the Horse Radio Network Facebook pages and my personal one as well. We also have a section on horsesinthemorning.com slash corona with all of the posts in one place. We'll try to do Facebook Lives at least once a day. As the schedule allows, I know Samantha is going to join me, uh, Samantha Clark from, from the WEG shows and uh, coverage here. We're going to have uh, several other people joining me hopefully once a day. With updates, uh, that'll be on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page here. 
We will not allow any political bashing of any kind on our pages, whether it's uh, Trump or anybody else. I don't care. This isn't time for politics. Uh, if you want to do that, go someplace else. Stop watching here because that's not going to happen. It, all of them will be deleted. Amen. <laughs> uh, go to coronavirusinfoandlinks.com for a page my brother built. You looked at it. He built it himself. He's got a ton of links on there. He's trying to put all the relevant information and keep it concise. He's done, doing a good job, actually. He's retired and uh, has been following this and is working with his hometown in North Carolina on their preparations. So you can. I'll put links to all of this in the notes uh, later when we get done. All right. Uh, we have a lot to cover, don't we? Tell us what we're going to be covering tonight. We've got a lot to cover. So I'm going to touch a little bit on how bad this thing really is. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the cancellations on the horse business that we know about. And we're going to talk a lot about what people should be doing at home, uh, either preparing or coming up with a plan for your farm or your boarding operation or any other horse business that you might have in case you end up being quarantined for 14 days. I actually talked to my feed distributor today and asked them what they were going to do if the if the driver couldn't show up and they said, we hadn't really thought about that. Hmm. I said, you might want to think about that. It's going to be a lot of <laughs> businesses thinking about that. <laughs> and Chelsea, you are correct. She, <laughs> Dr. Menez is prepared. Look behind her and you will see <laughs> she's got the toilet paper, the wipes, the Corona. You're all set. Look, I have the toilet paper up here, uh, right there. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, I'm, I'm ready as well. All right, let's get started. This morning, I posted all the cancellations that we knew of as of this morning on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page tonight. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't keep up all day. And thank you for all the listeners for helping us keep up from around the world. Houston Livestock Show is the big one. It was the Livestock Show and Rodeo. That's two weeks in Houston. It's huge. They get... Tens of thousands of people in that. They have canceled it. Um, 25 of the corona cases, I'm going to just say corona to be short. 25 of the corona cases in Texas, 14 of them were in the Houston area, which might have led to them wanting to cancel. Plus, there was one person who was at the rodeo barbecue, which is kind of a pre-event they do, and that person uh, came down with corona. It was tested, and, and I think they're just... Uh, uh, I think they're just making sure that uh, they're safe. Um, also, the international driving competition in the Czech Republic, which is a biggie over there, has been canceled because in the Czech Republic, you're not allowed to gather with more than 100 people, including schools are closed from today on. The Dutch Masters event that is going on, and I'll talk more about Denmark here too, uh, is a qualifier for the Rolex Grand Slam and show jumping. They're going to continue doing it, but with no spectators at all. They talked to the athletes. The athletes said, hey, we're here. We can do it. Uh, we'll do it without the spectators. So that's what they're going to do, and they're going to do TV coverage. We're going to be seeing a lot more of that. Arabian Breeders World Cup was announced today. That was supposed to be in Vegas. That is canceled as a side note. The um, and that was only a couple of weeks away. The uh, a NAB National so Association of Broadcasters, a hundred thousand people, all the radio and TV people in the country. They've been doing their annual convention in Vegas for a hundred years. They just canceled, and they're a week out. There's gonna be nothing happening in Vegas. You get rooms really cheap. Um, I learned from one of our listeners, Aina, that uh, all Maryland universities are now online uh, instruction only, along with about half the universities in the country. But she said that their IHSA has been told that their shows are off now. So we had an auditor in Denmark write to me and say the Danish state has just shut down the country. From Monday, all schools, schools are closed. From tomorrow, for uh, they're supposed to keep their children home. I had a translation issue here. And she says she's already home with her family because, get this, her husband's co-worker came down with the virus and has been tested. So her husband has now been uh, uh, made to stay home. This is something we're going to go into talk about how serious this is because I think that people in the horse world have been underplaying it. People in the United States have been underplaying it. This is a very serious deal. And it's not just if you get sick, is if you know somebody that's sick, you're now in you're now in quarantine. If one of your family members gets sick, the whole family's in quarantine. You can't leave. You're not even supposed to leave the house. 
Which is the right thing to do. Right. It is the right thing to do because this thing spreads amazingly well. And we're going to talk about that. This virus can live on surfaces for nine days. So that means if you sneeze, you have it. You're, you're, it's on a railing of a staircase. Somebody else comes along and touches that staircase, then touches their face, which I have done about six times since we started this. That's hard to stop doing. Uh, <laughs> we're good examples. Uh, it's just that easy. Um, now, this is uh, from James Robb, who is an MD at, the, uh, uh, at San Diego, uh, UC, and he was a professor of pathology at the University of California, San Diego. He was one of the first molecular biologists in the world to work on uh, coronaviruses. In the 1970s, he was the first to demonstrate the number of genes that the virus contained and has been keeping up with it ever since. This is what he said. The virus is spread in large droplets by coughing and sneezing. This means the air will not infect you, but all surfaces where these droplets land are infectious for about a week on average. Everything that is associated with infected people will be contaminated and potentially infectious. The virus is on surfaces and you will not be infected unless your unprotected face is directly coughed or sneezed upon. So if it's in the air and then it settles and then you come along, you're not going to get it. But if somebody sneezes in your face, you got it. The virus has... Uh, cell receptors for the lungs and infects your lungs. This is a lung disease mostly. Uh, so this virus, so that's why somebody with me with chronic Lyme disease and low immunity system, plus I have asthma, I'm double. I got the double thing here going. So, um, the, so the only way for it to infect you is through your nose or mouth via your hands or an infective cough or sneeze into your nose and mouth. Then he finally says, I, has, as many others do, hope this is, pandemic will be reasonably contained, but I personally do not think it will be. Humans have never seen this snake-associated virus before and have no internal defense against it. About 99% of people who have the virus will get sick. That's what makes it different than a flu. The following things is what makes it different than a flu. Symptoms appear five to six days after infection. So you're carrying it, giving it to everybody for five to six days. It may appear as few as two days or as long as 14 days after the exposure. They're saying women take longer for the symptoms to appear. Mm -hmm. I read that today. So you all are carriers of this thing and getting us sick. Just blaming you What? <laughs> we defend with this. <laughs> That's right. Most of our audience defends with that, too. Uh, 87% of people will get a fever. 67% uh, of people will get the dry cough. 18% of people will get shortness of breath. And 38% will be fatigued. Uh, so they have also found, this is the interesting part, and this is why it's so infectious. Scientists have found that people with corona shed over a thousand times more virus particulates then admitted during the peak of shedding during the SARS infection. That's a thousand times more shedding of all of this bad stuff than in SARS. I have the fix. Okay, what is it? Every single horse person just needs to stop going to work, just go ride your horse for two yeah, weeks, stay at the barn, don't go home, don't feed the kids, anything. Just go ride your horse. Jill That'll thinks, fall. Jill knows too, she's, she's a nurse. She said wine kills corona. So, <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's even better than essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Corinne's asking if you are on a farm in quarantine, can you still go to the barn and take care of animals? We're going to talk about that. That's coming up next, actually. Uh, so why don't you run down? Do you want to run down through the main points or just go right to that now? Um, yeah, I'll run uh, okay. down through some main points just so everybody is on the same page. You know, this is our first night doing this, so... Um, really, it comes down to you need to have a plan. It's all about the well-being of your family and your animals, and you need to have a plan. Um, even legally, you're technically responsible for your animals and your family. So it's it comes down to you. Um, there's lots of guidance from the – if you guys are reading Facebook pages from who knows where, you really need to be looking at CDC. You need to be looking at the veterinary pages. You need to be getting good information from scientifically-based folks. Um, some of those folks are, are, um, are, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know whether they're trying to bring down our economy or scare the heck out of everybody, panic everybody, whatever. Um, it comes down to wash your nasty hands. And that includes every single time you use the bathroom, wash your nasty hands. And then that will help you with a lot of things. And then of course, try not to touch your face, which we've been touching our face all night, right? Um, if you're sick, really, you need to be focusing on yourself and your family. Um, stay home. Uh, when they tell you, please don't go anywhere, self-quarantine, please don't go anywhere. 
which includes, apparently, I've got a couple of folks that are friends that work at hospitals. They said the phone systems have just been packed with I people bet. asking dumb questions that they could be getting off of the CDC website. Don't go to the hospital if you feel sick. You know, call your doctor. Find out what um, is really going on. They're not they're not able to test everybody, and they're not going to test everybody. So um, please, just self-quarantine and protect others from getting don't go to the don't go to the uh, grocery store sneeze on your hand put your hands all over the the cart and then walk away i, I had mean, to go to the grocery store tomorrow morning and i was trying to figure out how i could bring my own cart i know exactly <laughs> Just, my, I wear gloves. <laughs> my, my grocery store has been very good about putting out the little wipes and things like that but uh you know having some gloves i'm gonna say you know you might want to think about those kind of things for things that you know other people touch. Anyway, um, some of the other things that we worry about, you know, the 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 coronaviruses, it's true. Uh, there's a lot of frustration. I'm not a veterinarian. I'm a PhD. But I will tell you that there are coronaviruses that other animals have. Um, horses, well, horses get, get coronavirus. Yep. yep. There's other a whole bunch of other domesticated animals that get them. Um, however, there's not been any uh, demonstration of transmission between humans and animals yet or animals to humans yet. So we're, we're really not worried about um, doing that. On the other hand, it only makes sense that if you're sick, that you don't, you know, get a hold of your Well, I think that's how the transmission happens, right? You're petting and coughing on the dog, and then the dog goes and sleeps with your kid or your grandma, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because it will live on that soft surface, the fur, for up to a week. That's yeah. right. So you guys have probably heard about SARS and MERS. Those are some of the viruses that have spread around the world in the past. Um, and we were able to get pretty good containment of those. Um, this is sort of like that, but it definitely is, is like Glenn said, it's acting very different. Um, I guess the reason we're doing this, Glenn, is because really there's not a lot of advice out there. I called a whole bunch of folks that were very well um, connected, including sitting in on the NASEP uh, phone call today. And basically, there's not a lot of out advice out there for people dealing with animals that get sick and then everybody else is sick. So usually what they say is, oh, don't worry about your animals. Have somebody else take care of them. Well, what are you going to do if everybody else is sick? So that's where we get ourselves um, in concerns. And, and we're really trying to come down with what's your plan? Do you have a plan? And did you write it down? Because if you end up really, really sick, we've all had the flu. And you're stuck in the bed. And you really can't. You don't want to get up. You don't want to go anywhere. So write it down so somebody else can follow your instructions. The, uh... Worst case go to the hospital, somebody needs to be able to follow your instructions. They do say this comes on, from what I read, uh, with some people, it comes on very quickly. Like within 24 yeah. hours, you're really yeah. sick. You know, it's, yeah. um, so let's go through, I think what everybody wants to know about is what do they have to be ready for as far as their barn, their horses, taking care of their barn and their horses. Uh, if they're quarantined, I, you know, I don't think we're, we're not too worried about you being sick and giving it to your horse, right? But we're worried about you being sick, your whole family being quarantined. Do you have enough food? How are you going to get food? Who's taking care of the horses if you're sick? Can a boarding situation, do you have to close your boarding barn if somebody gets sick? So that's what Dr. Jimenez is going to address right now. That's a really tough one. You know, that's that really comes down to a cash flow pro, pro problem because for a lot of folks, they're really dependent on those lessons and having their clients. Well, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of cash flow problems for other reasons yeah. coming up here very shortly. Yeah. Uh, veterinarians, farriers, all those folks that normally go to those barns. Um, those are, you know, that's going to be very questionable um, whether or not they can, it, what happens if your veterinarian gets sick? Do you have another veterinarian that you can reach out and touch if you do have an emergency or those kind of things. And really comes down to everybody needs an option uh, for how they're going to handle those things. I guess, you know, for a lot of the barns that we think about, we have a lot of young people and I don't have kids. I'm just going to say that right now. Glenn. Neither do I. So, yeah. okay. But I am going to say that they are fomites, you know, they are out there moving those things around. So, you know, all of us need say to They're little germ factories. Every parent knows it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> they are. So wash their hands, make sure we're washing our hands. We might have to have a little bit more supervision for children. Uh, they tend to touch just about everything and uh, they don't think about it. Well, heck, we don't think about it. So maybe we can uh, really put some emphasis on that. But it's a cash flow concern. And I understand that there's going to be a lot of people right now. It's an, an individual choice. Nobody's making you shut down your barn or shut down your lesson program. 
But uh, equine business owners, they're going to have to start thinking about what limitations are going to do if somebody pulls up in the in the yard and gets out of the vehicle coughing or sneezing or obviously looking sick. Um, do you tell them, hey, folks, go home? What is your what's your SOP? What are you going to do if your employees? Um, you know, that's a tough thing for small businesses. If if you rely on just a few employees and everybody gets sick, how are you going to handle that? And uh, how are they going to pay their bills? It, the long-term implications of this is going to be frustrating. Becky says the AVMA recommends to have someone else take care of your horse if you are sick or at a minimum wear a mask. Their website has a lot of good info. So there you go, too. It's another, another yes, resource. It does. And really that comes down to um, what I worry about is that's easy when we are well-connected young folks, but the older folks that may not have the connections. Um, I have a young lady or an older lady, friend of mine, here, she takes care of 27 thoroughbreds. Um, they're all older horses. It's her and her daughter. If they get sick, who's going to take care of them? So I've actually, I'm reaching out to some of those folks and saying, hey, have you guys, have you done something? Um, so let's let's take the scenario. You have a boarding barn. Maybe there's 20 horses there, 10 horses. Uh, and you run the boarding barn. And obviously, you should talk to, one of the things I think you should do now, and again, we are not viral experts. We are just here as, this is all common sense stuff, take it or leave it. Uh, and that goes for anything I've said for the past 12 years on Horse Radio Network, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so if somebody comes out, I would tell all your boarders, if you are sick, do not come to the barn. If in any way, shape, or form. If you have something that looks like a cold, do not come to the barn. The problem we're having now, and the reason that we're doing this, is there are not a lot of test kits in this country yet for, for this disease. We're, I believe the disease is much worse than it is. It's just that we haven't been able to test people for it. So what's going to happen is once those test kits get out there, and by the way, this is being backed up by a lot of doctors across the country who can't get their hands on them, we're going to see a huge spike in this. And that's what's happened in the European countries. Once the test kits became available, like in Italy, they, they saw a huge spike in like two days, like 10,000 people people. So that's what's going to happen here. So I would say, be proactive. Tell your boarders, or if you're in a lesson program, tell your people that are taking lessons um, that if they are sick in any way, shape, or form, you do not want them at the barn. And that's just that you're going to have to put your foot down and be be very specific about it. And they're going to whine and cry and be all pissy about it, because that's the way horse people are about not seeing their horse. But this is your barn. It's your business. You're the one that has the most to lose. Absolutely. And you know what's going to happen when they close the schools? Mm. Everybody's going to come to the barn because they're going to be like, yeehaw, I got time. Spring's here. This will be great. I'm going to go to the barn. And I don't have a problem with that if they're taking those precautions, trying not to you know, wash their hands and those kind of things. Um, you know, you watch what they're doing in some of these other countries. There's some really simple things that you can use. Uh, these days, there's a, an app on your phone with a camera. Uh, some of the fancy cameras already have it. It's basically got uh, a FLIR camera on it, so you can use infrared. You can actually tell if somebody's got a, a fever. Obviously, the easiest Here, hold thing still. to do. <laughs> That's right. Obviously, the easiest thing to do is hold still. <laughs> now, bend you know, over. Here's the rectal thermometer. <laughs> he looks at this and he says, um, "What is that?" And I said, "It's only for the horses." I, if I were you, I would not put this in your mouth. Because it's been a lot of anuses. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's not a guy, good idea to make your uh, borders bend over either. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> probably not. However, you know, it's it's not dumb. That'll it's, probably it's get you a different dumb. kind of claim in a different court. You, know? right. you can always check somebody's, you know, kids are used to that anyway. You can always check somebody's temperature if you're really worried about it and, um, and send them home. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but you're exactly right. It's your business. And, uh, you know, at some point we're going to have to say, hey, I really don't want you on my place if you're if you're going to be sick. And now what happens, let's take it a step further. We got a little time here. Let's take it a step further and say, okay, now you, some, you're one of your boarders, calls you and says, and who has been coming out to the barn every day, calls you and says, I've just been tested. I have it now. So with the hmm. incubation period of five to 14 days, what do you do then? That's right. So obviously you're going to call the health department at that point. Uh, the health department in every single community is going to want to know about something like that. And if I was the barn owner, I would call everybody that has been exposed to that person and make sure that they know that there has been exposure. 
really, I'm not the expert on those kind of things, but you need to talk to your health department. They will give you the guidance as far as whether or not people should self-quarantine, those kind of things. And I can guarantee you, if you consider, consider that you've been exposed, you need to be checking your own personal temperature every, every day or twice a day. Um, that's what we do with horses when we put them in quarantine, right? Right. Why not people? Uh, it's a simple way to know if you're getting a fever. It's amazing to me how many people say, oh, I think I have a fever. I'm like, digital thermometers, they're six bucks at, at CVS. You know how hard it is. If you that? can find one. <laughs> right. Now. right. Yeah. yeah. Because I got all the toilet paper and somebody already pointed out, um, this stuff is for sale. We're going to have an auction at yeah. the end of the. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next point, biosecurity for the barn. Okay. Now, we so always talk we want, about this in relation to horse diseases, but it also applies right. to people, right? Yep, and that's the thing, Glenn. As we know, horse barns, you know, I don't know whether the horse people that are on this are aware, but if you've ever tried to go to a poultry or a swine barn, you can't get in. you got to go with a veterinarian or you've got to go with the owner. Usually you have to put on booties. You may um, be checked for what kind of shots you've had, those kind of things. They are serious about biosecurity in those facilities. But then, you know, the horse business, we're a pyramid scheme. Oh, wait, no, did I say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we want to get people to our facilities because we're selling our horses or we're doing our, our whatever we're doing. And it is a social event, right? So we want people there. But that makes us notor notoriously open to all the other options that come with those kinds of things. We don't really limit um, our exposure to other people. We don't limit our exposure to other animals. And that's why the washing hands is so important. And then, of course, it's easy to say, but avoid touching your eyes, your nose, and your mouth with your unwashed hands. Sounds easy. It's really hard. It, and I was at a conference it, last week. Which sure was, you realize how often people touch their mouth, their face, and their hands. I was at a conference last week for podcasters and about 2,000 people there, and uh, which was probably a mistake, by the way. <laughs> Especially with my yeah. situation, right? Um, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, yeah. so I, I understand. Okay. I'm, I'm very worried. Now, are you bringing the little wipes? You're going to wipe down everything around you? Yeah, I do have the wipes. I am going to actually wipe it Can off. You wipe, are you going to wipe the person down next to you? Here, hold still. No, but I've seen other people <laughs> on the plane the last couple of weeks that have been doing that. I thought, hmm, maybe I ought to just bring some baby wipes. Can't hurt. Might help. Yeah, and you know what? There's nothing more disgusting than the trays and all of that stuff on airplanes. Anyway, they don't wipe those down in between. So, well, so what, working really hard on that. They actually sent out a thing two days ago to um, to medallion members and said, "Hey, listen, we're doing a better job of cleaning up the planes, and we're changing out our HEPA filters and those kind of things on the planes because they're very concerned because they about haven't it been too. changed in 20 years. And we thought we ought to do that." <laughs> Probably. Don't, when you get all these emails that we're all getting, budget rent a car, yeah. uh, all of these, when you get all of these emails and they say, oh, we're doing a better job now. We bought new different detergent and all of that. And I'm going, what have you been doing for the last 30 years? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, so let's, uh, where do you want to go next? I was just going to say, you know, again, it's it's important for folks to realize that there's no evidence that, that pets can spread this at this point. I mean, I guess if you cough on the cat and then pet somebody else pets it and puts it on their hands, but um, it wouldn't be the animal actually transmitting it. Um, so, you know, really, you do also have to think about, we think horse, 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 but also your other pets. And if you get sick, who's going to take care of your pets? Do you have some of the kinds of things, you know, might be easiest to put them in a boarding care center if you're really sick, those kind of things. I don't know. So, um, so if if you're in a situation, what do you and people have been asking this all day? What should they stock up? Obviously, we've all stocked up on toilet paper, so we're good. Um, but what and, and Corona apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and I have Corona ointment, so I'm not sure. I'm this, good. I'm what good. date I'm is this? Than you. <laughs> oh, wow! This is you know every Corona ointment I've ever seen has expired like ten years ago. Uh, this one actually expires one of twenty, so it's not even that old. Wow! Yeah, people have it and they hardly ever use it. Yep. Be because apparently, kill the radio. Uh oh. Okay. Are you being called out? Kill the radio. Is there a fire? Okay. <laughs> That's the problem with a firefighter house. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What do we have? We, we want to make sure that everybody knows that you got to train your cat to put his, put his mask on. <laughs> Poor newbie. He says, Mom, I don't He doesn't want that. it. <laughs> my, my mask. <laughs> he doesn't want it. Uh, so, obviously, anyway. the other thing that usually goes untouched for months at a time at a boarding facility is the bathroom. 
Uh, maybe yeah. consider cleaning that every day. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think cleaning those those used surfaces a lot. You know, we we think about doing that with with animals. We move their manure out of their stalls every single day, but then we don't think about um, that. Also, or the same. well, you don't think about wiping down the handle of the manure fork that you've just used and sneezed on. Oh, my on. goodness. Uh, exactly. I don't know that I've ever years cleaned ago, that, to be honest. Years ago, I did a, a microbiology study with some of my students when I was teaching at Anderson College, and we went out to some restaurants. We didn't ask. We just did it. And honestly, it wasn't even the toilet. It was the handles on the sinks. It was the handles to the doors. That's where we found most things. So I'm sure if this virus is like everything else, it's probably exactly the same thing. So clean all the surfaces people touch on a regular basis. Um, yeah. So the other thing to consider is you need to have a plan. We talk, touched on it a little bit earlier, but you need to know who's going to take care of what. Uh, maybe, you know, how much should you have? We're, we're keeping about two weeks of hay, two weeks of yeah. grain. The other thing you have to think about, and this is where a lot of people are not thinking, is if this starts spreading like we think it's going to here, your grain store may be closed because half the people there are sick and they've had to close it because they can't open it because it's contaminated. Your hay store, I think once this gets out in the horse world, you're going to see people stocking up on hay and you're going to see hay shortages. Uh, That's going to run short, especially if people have to quarantine for periods of time. So like people like us who buy hay on demand, we don't have large stockpiles of hay in Florida because nobody can afford that. It's too damn expensive. Um, so we're getting a couple of weeks of hay. Jennifer's going shopping tomorrow, so don't you all go before she does. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think we need to start thinking about having extra foodstuffs for all the pets, actually. Yep, absolutely. And I think two two weeks is a good idea. You know, really, we ought to be doing a lot of these things normally because, you know, all you, all you, you don't have to have a hurricane or a coronavirus to come. It could be as simple as losing power. Uh, those things actually do happen, even in our in our first world countries, they still happen. So thinking about, you know, how, what is my plan? What am I actually going to do? Um, do I have hundred gallon water tanks? Um, Although uh, I would not- we're less likely to lose power in this circumstance. Uh, right. And all these people buying cases and cases and cases of water, I'm going, you're spigot. Just turn it. Just turn your spigot. I know. I know. <laughs> now toilet you know, paper, that's a different story. <laughs> I grew up in Florida drinking the water from the aquifer and I loved it. And it had that little bit of sulfur smell, which I actually love. When I go home to Florida, I drink it. And other people are like, oh, how can you stand that? I'm like, that's what I grew up on. To me, it's wonderful. Reed so, wants to know if the horses are going to require toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would probably like it if you lifted their little tail and wiped their little... Do you know who I feel really bad for after being in, in Orlando? By the way, we were at the Marriott World Center, which is the largest Marriott in the world, literally. The convention center is the size of one of those in Vegas. It's huge. And it, they can hold five conventions at a time. We were the only one left. I talked to the uh, marketing manager there, sat down with her, and she said five conventions canceled in the next two weeks. They're having a crisis meetings every day. But I'll tell you the two groups that I'm glad I don't aren't right now. One is the checkout people at convenience stores handling the mm-hmm. money. Ugh. I, You know, I've stopped handling money, but then you got to touch the damn keypad. It's like, I can't win. Right. Um, Even when you're fueling your vehicle, you still got to touch the keypad and you got to touch that. I know. It's, it's It sucks. But then the other thing, the one I feel really bad for, and God bless you, if any of you listening right now do this for a living, is the maids in hotels. They are yeah. truly being contaminated. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I thought that was a disgusting job in the first place, but it's, yeah. It's that somebody has to do it, right? Yeah. They I'm never glad they do. On, uh, on, the, on the dirty jobs, on the dirty job yes. thing, they have to do that. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's get down and dirty on some of the, you know, some of the things that we need to think about as far as daily chores, um, as far as those kind of things, if you actually have the flu. You know, it really comes down to we're used to providing excellent care for our animals. And there may be some situations where people say, hey, you know what, I'm going to put these animals out in a paddock. I was talking to Josh Moderhead at uh, equinereproduction.com today. He calls it the paddock principle. He said, put them on the paddocks, give them hay check them for water every single day. They're not going to starve to death in the two weeks that you've got the flu or you've got coronavirus or whatever. Um, You know, as long as they've got hay, some space to run around, get some exercise and some water, they really will survive. Now, for some folks that don't have those those pastures set up, 
for that kind of thing, they may have to think about some electrified fencing, trying to put some temporary fencing in and set up paddocks. Um, they may have horses that can't go out with, with other horses. That's Joss's thing. He has stallions. Um, so they have to be in individual paddocks, but, uh, you know, you got to think about that. Do you have large water tanks? You know, if you put out two five gallon buckets, you and I both know what the horse does. They dig in it, they poop in it, they whatever. So, you know, having larger containers for water, that kind of stuff. I got a question. And um, really, if you're going to make those kind of changes, you need to talk to the veterinarians because they'll tell you that you got to think ahead on that. You can't just dump them out and totally change their entire routine overnight or you're going to end up with colic and some other problems. So then that makes it even bigger problem for us. All right. So Kate says, because I care for a very large number of horses uh, for other people, I'm more interested in protecting myself so that I can care for the animals in the best way possible. We have a solid plan and we have one person who is terrific at caring for the animals in my absence. However, she works in a bank. There's another place. They handle money, too, and is frequently sick. I'd rather close the barn to guests and sequester myself. Am I crazy? It comes back to what we said before. This is your barn. You do what you want to. Right. I mean, I know, Kate. And. She's a little bit crazy, but she's got a lot of fame. I know you're listening, baby, and I know you're saying I don't blame you in the least. You know, but she brings up a really good point. You know, you've got a lot of volunteers that come to help with those kind of things and the daily chores and those kind of things. If they can't come and you sequester yourself, then you're basically signing up to do all the work, which means I would move those suckers outside into paddocks, make it easier on myself to try to 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 do those kind of things. Absolutely. Okay, so now let's talk about horse shows and stuff, Um, public, whether you want to go. So I think what's going to happen, this is my opinion, uh, but I've been around a little while, seen, and I've been, we've been, (laughs) Dr. Jimenez and I have read a lot of stuff in the last couple days. I think what's going to happen, and this is what I talked to, Risen, I brought up the Orlando thing when I was there and talked to the hotel manager. I asked her, why are these conventions canceling? And she said, it's not so much that they're worried about their employees getting sick as they're worried about lawsuits. So yeah. we had a convention in Boston yesterday. Seventy people now have the have coronavirus that were at that convention. So that company now is responsible for 70 people. Not only that, they all come in contact with four or five more people. Now we have hundreds of people that are sick because they went. Lawsuits are what they're worried about. They're also worried about losing half their workforce and not being able to work, right? That's why they're sending them all home to work. So, you know, I think that that what we're going to see happen is we're going to see horse shows. And I saw one up here say that they're going to have the show this weekend, but not encouraging no visitors, encouraging no spectators. Um, So I think we're going to see some of that. The big question everybody's asking is, will Land Rover happen? If I was a betting person right now, I would say, and things keep getting worse as we expect they will, I would say no. But who knows? It's still, what, six, eight weeks away. We don't know. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. It could be that nobody's flying in the next six weeks. You know, we don't know. Um, I think cruises are going to go down first. I think they'll order cruises stopped, which, you know, I love cruising. I just got off the Horse Lovers Cruise, uh, but they are Petri dishes. You know, they really are very large Petri dishes. Uh, I wouldn't get on a cruise right now just because I wouldn't want to be quarantined if one person got sick for 14 days. Um, but... That's just me. I think the control issues of, you know, not being able to control what other people do is very frustrating when it comes to being on planes or being on cruise ships and those kind of things. One person does something dumb, everybody else gets affected, and that's very frustrating. And Jacqueline just said it. She thinks Kentucky will happen with no spectators, and I kind of feel that that's how it's going to go, too. They they provide good coverage of it on Twitter. you know the internet, so I kind of think that will happen. I the Olympics are another story. They just I just before we went on the air here, Tokyo announced that they're going to close the Disney Park for another month. They were supposed to open in March. It's now delayed until spring. So the Disney Park in Tokyo is now delayed. It's going to be up to the IOC to decide who um, whether it's canceled or not. Apparently not up to Japan, although Japan could say that they don't want it. Um, but I think that that's that's a long way away. That's several months away, and, and I think a lot of things are going to happen. And this won't this will be this will be a not. We won't even be talking about this in two weeks. We're going to be talking about a whole different set of problems. Um, so I think that that's 
you know, we're going to have to see. It, it's either going to it's either going to skyrocket, which I believe it's going to, or it's going to fade off. I don't believe that's going to happen. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Obviously, we're all going to feel effects of it financially. Look at the markets here today again, down another seven percent today. Um, we're going to see it financially because of supply chain issues. You're going to be want to buy stuff, and there's not going to be there. Uh, your jobs, obviously, a lot of people posted. Our listeners posted that their husbands are home. They're home. They're not going to work. Uh, they're being told to stay home. I think every school in this country, Indiana, what'd you say? Indiana just closed all its schools. Was it Illinois? I think it was Illinois. 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 We're going to see all the cl- schools close. That's going to happen in the next week. They're going to have to. States. We just fly over. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of horses there. But you're, you're exactly right. And I would say, you know, if you're a horse person and you're planning on going to something, uh, you just need to think about what your plan is to try to limit your exposure. And I would be checking just check the website or call somebody before you even go. You, you don't want to drive three states over to go to a horse show and find out, hey, they canceled the horse show. So getting some really good information. And if you're running horse shows and those kind of things, uh, probably we need to put more information out on those websites about what the the SOP is going to be or what our plan is going to be for, hey, if this goes, we're going to cancel. If this goes, we're going to limit spectators. If this goes, you know, we're going to be checking people's speed <laughs> temperatures <Hand over. laughs> at the door. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's your, you know, I see a lot of people on Facebook even talking about, Hey, I don't want to hand, I don't want to shake anybody's hands when I go places. Oh, but I was doing the cool. elbow thing at the, at the convention. Right. Yeah. But it's such a part of us, you know, and that's how people you, would reach that, out and I'd <laughs> pull my elbow out. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the hokey pokey? Yeah. And then go, oh, yeah. And they'd even announced that. They even gave us dots to put on our our name badges saying we didn't want any touch. And I put like 65 of them around my badge. So, (laughs) um, and, you know, every college is going to be closed. They're all closing now. That'd be pretty much, I just everybody I saw is closing. Um, and working, they're going to be doing remote school. You know, they're going to find, there's going to be a lot of companies that discover we don't need to spend 10 millions of dollars on conventions. That's, we could just do this remotely. That's exactly right. Yeah. So my husband being a really techie guy, he works for Infor and all of them are actually making sure that they've got big enough pipes to be able to deal with all the folks that are home and their clients and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, he said the computer people across the world, he used to work for Cisco. He said, I'm glad I'm not working for Cisco right now because I guarantee you them and Amazon Web Services and all them, they are working 24-7 to provide enough big pipes and enough big computer um, capacity to deal with this. But you're exactly right. This is going to change a lot of things where... Well, speaking of Cisco, they were the convention there as we were leaving in in Orlando. Okay. And I went Cisco. God, that's a name I haven't heard forever. <laughs> yep. There they are. Yep. Well, uh, they're, they're, they're the back backstory, you know, and you, you start sending all these people home and working from home. And a lot of people are going to find out they like working from home. So that's going to make some long term changes too. Hey, did you know that sometimes you can work from home, do your computer thing, go out and pet your horse at lunch? I mean, that's like... Oh, I think I'd worry about most horse people never working. That's what I... They're going to pet more than their horse at lunch. (laughs) And my husband loves it. He's like, what? You mean I can go get on the tractor at lunch and go move hay around? And I'm going for this, the Spock. I'm going for, Jim said, the Spock. Salute. (laughs) That's what I'm going for right there. I agree. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's declare it right now. Spock, salute. So let's make sure that all of us are, you know, coming up with a plan, writing down those plans, thinking about, hey, are we even going to have some of these events this year? Does it make a lot of sense? I can understand for some of the the large things where they're saying, hey, I'll just limit spectators. But there's some of these things where we're bringing hundreds of people together that might not just be the smartest thing to do right now. Maybe we wait till the fall. Maybe we wait till next year, uh, figure out what's actually going to, you know, by by the another month from now, Glenn, we're going to know a lot more about this virus. One way or the other speculation. There's there's numbers from China and I'm not Chinese and I'm not harping on anybody that's, that's Chinese, but we don't trust their numbers as effectively as we trust the ones from Europe. But now that we're looking at Europe, we're thinking, holy moly, look what's going on over there. So... Let's wrap this up. Uh, I have a couple of links to give everybody. Get your pens out right now. I'll give you time. We need like, oh, I have something to play for you while you get your pens out. Uh This is from Cheddar. 
Uh.com. This is a lady in Italy who works for an investment company who is stuck in Italy. She lives there for this investment company, and this is what's happening in Italy. Can you, and I want you to picture in your minds Americans putting up with this. Um, what happened, so yesterday, the cases skyrocketed. At the end of today, we'll probably hit 10,000 cases. 17 days ago, we had three. So this, this case, situation is really, really progressing. Now, if I walk outside my home, I don't see anyone on the streets. You'll just see police and the army mostly going around making sure that people don't congregate. Uh, you're still free to go to the grocery store. I mean, they're not locking us in our homes, but the request is this is a severe situation. Stay home as much as possible. If you do go outside, stay away from everyone else. Don't go into a shop if you see another person in there. And people really are, at least in my region, are taking that very seriously. I can't help it. That's all over Italy. Well, Can you imagine Americans going outside and seeing the military in the streets to keep them from congregating? <laughs> no. Well, we are going to have to do something, particularly in these areas. I think, Glenn, hey. one last thing I do want to mention yeah. is mental health. You know, there's we're, we're trying to make this a little funny with our coronavirus memes and all those kind of things. But, you know, this really is a serious thing. And for a lot of people, they're going to be very, very upset by it. Um, they're, I know you've got several websites. Uh, there is a national distress line that's uh, 1-800-985-5990. They also, if you press two, they have a Spanish speakers. Um, so they actually have people 24 seven that are, they're answering those lines. And Glenn's got a couple of websites. Um, yeah, so uh, so it's uh, horsesinthemorning.com slash corona. That's where all of our posts that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks are going to be. Every post will be there. This video will be there. All of that will be there. Uh, coronavirusinfoandlinks.com. That's what you see up there. That's my brother's website. And he's just done a good job of, of taking information and putting it there that it's easy to find. There's a whole ton of links for different places. It's kind of like the Drudge Report. He's kind of done it that way for those that are familiar <laughs> with the Drudge Report. Right. Um, so uh, the other one is if you know of any cancellations that you want me to report on, either in my morning post or in the evening Facebook Live, you, horsey cancellations, that is, uh, or there's a change in your horse show or whatever, email corona at horseradionetwork.com, corona at horseradionetwork.com. I'll compile all of those every day. You'll help me do my job a little better because I still have my real job to do, too, by the way. Um, you know that thing we do? the real job. So um, let me, uh, so definitely email me at corona at horseradionetwork.com and I'll include those in my posts. Now, the other question I have for everybody that's still on here, I don't know how many are still on. Let's check that. Uh, we were over a hundred and some at some one point. Uh, I think some are getting ready for the president. I'm sure they're all running off to turn the TV on to watch the president instead of us. Um uh, he'll okay. have more people behind him, you know, with cameras. <clears throat> but uh, they don't have toilet paper. <laughs> I want to know real quick before we go. Uh, these will be posted. All of these will be posted on the morning show on Horses in the Morning. So I'll take the sound file. We'll put them out in Horses in the Morning feed. So if you missed them, you'll find them there. They'll be put up as extra episodes. We'll obviously be covering it, Jamie and I, on Horses in the Morning as well. Uh, you can find that at horsesinthemorning.com or Horses in the Morning on any podcast player. So the other thing I want to know, type in the comments, did you enjoy this? Did you find it helpful? Do you want us to keep doing it? So that's the answer that uh, Rebecca and I want right now because she's going to help with this. She's going on, on the road for a little bit, but you'll be back next week one night. I haven't told yes, you sir. that yet, but I assumed you would. Um, <laughs> so yes, sir. That's how I operate. In between, can we get everybody to wash their hands? Write down a plan to take care of both their animals and their people and their pets, their horses, their, their people and their family and their pets. And can we also agree that everybody's going to reach out in your neighborhood to other folks that may be in our news, in our sort of weird society that we have right now? You know, I don't need nobody. Find out who your neighbors are. Ask if they're OK, if they're going to have this might actually be very useful to all of us to reach out and find those neighbors again. and. Um, Start having a little bit more neighborly uh, interactions. Give a shout yeah. out. By the way, we're getting a lot of yeses to keeping this going. <laughs> 
like okay, unequivocal yeses. I want to give a shout out to my brother, David Hebert. You saw a post in there. He's the one yes. that has built the website and has also been hounding me to get coverage started over in the horse world. Uh, I kind of had this podcast conference to do and do, you know, be a keynote speaker there. So I got to, I got to end with this. I got to play a king again for a little bit, uh, like the old days yeah. with the acting company. It was uh, nobody bowed though. I don't know. It was kind uh, of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it is. <laughs> so I will post the links in the show notes that I put in here or in the comment section of this. Uh, you can find all of it at horsesinthemorning.com slash corona. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jimenez. You've always been great about coming on our shows. Hey, over the are we going to sell my stuff here? Oh, yeah. I mean, Who wants on. toilet paper? Do we have $10, $20, $30 for toilet paper? I have a case up there if anybody wants that. And a case that. of Corona that I'm oh, not going to drink. She doesn't even like beer. This is how dedicated she is. She doesn't even like beer, and she bought that today. <laughs> what are you going to do? Somebody will drink it. <laughs> I don't like beer either, which is why I ended up with Corona ointment. I'm giving them more. Corona ointment, if you're watching this, could you please sponsor these? Uh, They should be the sponsor of this, right? I think so. That's what I think. When I get on the plane, I'm going to be thinking about you tomorrow. I'll make sure that I put my mask on. That's a sexy look for you, Doc. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, (laughs) Jamie saw people, she had a guy on her plane that had the mask and goggles, which makes sense because it gets in your eyes too, right? right. And that would keep you from touching your face. But it will definitely make people on the plane lean away from you on the plane. (laughs) Gene wants to know how much coffee you have stockpiled. Uh, (laughs) I actually have probably 15 pounds. (laughs) I want to make sure I get through the the disaster with plenty of coffee. You're going to be able to, you're going to be able to give coffee to all the zombies when they show up too. Um, And also uh, somebody wants to know how much for the Lysol spray. Uh, actually, you know what? What's funny is uh, there's not that much in it because okay. it's actually fine. <laughs> it's half a bottle. That's only twenty dollars for you, then. Uh, it's probably Stephanie. fifteen years old. I only <laughs> ever use it, but I'm going to start using it more. How about some expired Corona? I have that too. Apparently, that's right. expired now. So, uh, does can I go have... eat my lamb now? Oh yeah, go eat your lamb. My husband made lamb for me. I want to go eat my lamb. All right, go eat your lamb. Thanks, Doc. All right, I'll see you next week. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, Thank everybody. You, Bye.